Before we start the show, I want to tell you about My First Million, hosted by Sampar and Sean Purry, and available now on the HubSpot Podcast Network. My First Million features famous guests, discusses how companies made their first million, and brainstorms new business ideas based on the hottest trends and opportunities in the marketplace. Recent episodes you should absolutely check out are Three Profitable Business Ideas You Should Start in 2022, Drunk business ideas that could make you millions, and asking the founder of Grammarly how he built a $13 billion company. If you are curious to know how successful business leaders got to where they are and the opportunities and trends you need to be looking out for when it comes to growing your own business, listen to My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Business Made Simple podcast brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Every week on the show, we coach you to build your business like an airplane. The cockpit is your leadership. The body is your overhead. The right engine is your marketing. The left engine is your sales. The wings are your products and the fuel tanks are your cash flow. If you master the six parts of a small business, your business will fly far and fast. Every week, we help a business owner just like you optimize their airplane. I'm your host, Donald Miller. Listen, we uh, might be going into a recession. I'm hearing all sorts of things. Uh, Bloomberg, I think a while ago, gave it a 35% chance. I think they've upped that to 50 or 60. The Fed is now saying, nope, 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 not going to go into a recession. We're going we're gonna to do stuff with interest rates to make it different. I, it's just a weird time. I, I, I think even if we don't go into a recession, and I'm no economist, but listen, if we don't go into a recession, things are still going to get strange. Supply chain issue disruptions, chips on cars. I mean, have you ever have you ever dealt with anything like this? I, somebody told me recently there are usually three disruptions happening at one time, and the economy can sort of withstand that. Uh, but now there are nine happening at the same time. Here's what that means for us, though, as small business owners. We're kind of going, how is this going to affect me? Am I going to be able to continue to charge what I'm charging? Uh, will my customers start pinching pennies? I do know this, though. Anytime you you lose a little bit of sleep over the future of your business is an opportunity because rarely do we actually do anything to grow our business when times are good. We just sort of sit back and take the money and go on vacation. Rarely do you go to the dentist until you have a toothache. In fact, I'm like two months overdue for a teeth cleaning right now, but my teeth feel great, so I keep putting that off. It's the same with fixing your business. I say, why waste a good crisis, right? It's time to optimize your business for revenue and profit. And that is exactly what I recommend you do. Optimize your business for revenue and profit. That way, even if we don't go into a recession, even if your business is not disrupted, you are just going to make more money. And if you do optimize your business for revenue and profit, then if we do go into a recession, you're going to not just survive, you might even thrive. Don't waste this opportunity, but gather your team around, or if you're a solopreneur, sit down and actually say, what are some things I'm going to do? Well, today's episode is all about giving you some ideas, ideas you can actually take action on that will make money, because that's what you need. Your business needs money. I find that my work-life balance, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my daughter, my community, my relationship with my friends, my well-being, and my sleep all get better when my company makes money. (laughs) 
People talk about work-life balance all the time. You know what the number one predictor of work-life balance, positive, good, peaceful work-life balance is? Is that your business isn't going through bankruptcy. That's the number one predictor. So we can do things to optimize our small business. And today I want to give you a punch list. This list actually comes from an odd place. I I spent a lot of time, weeks, thinking through a lead generator that I created for people who run marketing businesses. As you know, we have a StoryBrand certified guide community. We have 650 marketing agents who've been certified by us. Well, we're growing that community. And I thought, well, one great way to grow that community is to teach marketers who aren't part of our certified community how to do this stuff and to get some great relationships with them so that they will join our team and become certified. But as I created this, I just thought, these are just too good. And so I want to give them to you. If you are a marketer, go to growyourmarketingbusiness.com. You get all 10 of them when you download that checklist, growyourmarketingbusiness.com. But if you're not a marketer, you can just learn from what I'm going to talk about on this podcast. If you are worried and you feel like, I need to optimize my business for revenue and profit, and I need to prepare for a strong headwind that's going to be coming my way, and you're losing sleep, but you're not doing anything about it, here's what you can do. But This is the medicine. This is how you optimize your business revenue and profit. And these are just really practical solutions, practical things that you can do. All right. So with that, let's get started. Establish three financial goals for your business. Three financial goals. My mission statement for my business is we will accomplish X by X because of X. I've got to memorize because it's just so easy, right? But that we will accomplish X by X because of X are three financial priorities. That gave us so much clarity in our business, so much clarity, because everybody needs to be doing something that contributes to the three economic priorities of of this business. And if you're not, we've got to question what you're doing. And uh, we've got to change it because we've got to get those three things done. Now, you may say, Don, we've got, you know, I have a pet store. We sell 20,000 products. Well, you divide that up into categories. You probably make a lot of money off pet food. You probably make a lot of money off of uh, toys for dogs and cats, and you probably make a lot of money off cat food. So what you want to be able to say is, you know, we're going to see a 25% growth in dog food. We're going to see, you know, a 20% growth in cat food. We're going to see a 50% growth in toys. Now, as soon as you say that in your mission statement, all of a sudden something magic happens. You start reverse engineering its accomplishment. You, You have to make that happen. And so you start saying, well, How are we going to see a 50% growth in toys? Oh, well, we're going to put some toys right here on the counter. We're actually going to put a display that says top three dog toys, top three cat toys. Uh, Which one is your animal's favorite? And they're going to say, I've never even seen that little little thing that looks like a mouse. Give me that. You're going to start figuring out ways to sell more of that stuff. You're going to tell every person checking somebody out uh, to say, have you subscribed to our pet food subscription service. If you haven't, you ought to, because we can get pet food right to your door every week, every two weeks, every month. And then, you know, one out of every 20 people are going to subscribe to that, and that's going to increase your dog and cat food numbers. When you actually state the the financial goal, the financial objectives, when you state three of them, you start reverse engineering uh, their success. And then what happens is when you start achieving those goals and it becomes habit to do those things, you start replacing the three financial goals with three more, or, or when you've achieved one, you replace it with another. And you start cycling through the dominant revenue drivers in your small business. Establish three financial goals, preferably sales or category of product sales, 
and start tackling those things. Start reverse engineering. Their, that's why you're in business, folks. You're in business to make money. So start tackling the biggest things that you can do to make money and cycle through them until you've really transformed your business into a revenue generating machine. Okay, the next thing you want to do, create a menu of products. Listen, for marketers, you know, they tend to sell marketing services. Well, nobody knows what marketing services are, right? That's like going into a restaurant saying, what's your specialty? And they say protein. Well, technically, maybe their special is protein, but you're going to sell a lot more if you say it's a cheeseburger, right? It, people buy specific things. So if you are in any sort of consulting business, a menu of products. Now, how does that relate if you own a pet store? If you own something, you know, all our thousands of products are defined on, that doesn't apply to you. It still does. Let's say somebody walks into a pet store and, and they say, what's the best dog food for a puppy? You want your people behind the counter to say, well, this is our best-selling dog food for a new puppy. It also comes in our new puppy package. The dog food is $17.95. The new puppy package is $179.95. It comes with a kennel. It comes with potty training pads. It comes with a dog bowl, a dish with the water and the food. It comes with uh, two packages of dog food. It comes with a collar, and it comes with tags, and it comes with a chew toy, and it comes with this spray that you spray on the bottom of your furniture that makes your couch uh, not very uh, appetizing. Somebody came in to spend 18 bucks, and they're walking out spending 180 because you created a product called the new puppy package. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is potential for you in your business to do that. Go around. What you're doing is you're creating a package of products to solve a problem. Now, if you're in consulting, what you want to do is you want to say, well, it's not just consulting. There's an intake session for $249.95. You go through uh, an assessment and then we discuss your assessment so that I can give you a custom plan. That is $249.95. Uh, if you're a business consultant, you'd want to say, look, I help you with your management and productivity. Uh, that's $50,000. It's a fractional director of operations package and it's $50,000. I work with you for one year and I work myself out of a job. I teach you to run your business using five meetings. Do you see how I'm, I'm not just saying, let me help you do this vague, elusive thing? It's, it's a fixed package that offers a solution to a problem at a fixed price. Create a menu of products. All right, so your go-to-market plan is locked in. You're getting ready for launch. You've assembled your lean, mean, revenue-generating team. But if you don't have an easy and dependable way to accept customer payments, that lack of cash flow is going to kill your momentum. It's quite possibly going to kill your business. This is exactly why HubSpot CRM platform streamlines your payment processes so you, your teams, and your customers never have to. HubSpot's intuitive payment tools are just one of the ways you can help your customers have a seamless purchasing experience. With directly embedded debit or credit card payment links, your customers can easily purchase and pay from emails, live chats, and more. Since payment tools are built natively into your CRM, every transaction is clearly documented, so your team will never miss the crucial details in your customer conversations. Learn more about how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. You know, there's one thing that's really clear as I talk to small business owners every week, and that's that they need a plan. 
They need a plan to follow as they grow their small business. I started my business without a plan and probably, ah, gosh, in the 10 years I've been running a business, I bet I've wasted four of those just chasing down uh, ideas that didn't really help me grow my company. The truth is a plan is actually very, very simple. Uh, There are six frameworks that you need to know. And if you know those six frameworks, you have a plan to grow a small business. You know what you are doing. That's exactly what you get at businessmadesimple.com. You get a plan to optimize revenue and profit. You need email addresses. You need focus on three economic objectives. You need a clear marketing message. You need to invite the customer into a story. That's our sales framework. You need to manage your cash flow so you don't run out. All of that is part of the plan that is available to you at businessmadesimple.com. Plus, I host a live stream. You get access to me every month live. You can actually ask me a question. Join thousands and thousands of business owners just like you who have a plan to optimize revenue and profit. If you join Business Made Simple, you will have a plan too. Go to businessmadesimple.com and get your plan. Optimize revenue and profit, and you will not only survive, you will thrive. Go to businessmadesimple.com. And now back to the show. If you are an expert at something, especially if you're a marketer, you need to be going onto social media and teaching people about what you know and teach it in tangible three-minute sound bites. If you own a pet store, you want to be able to go on social media and say, people wonder whether or not the dog is going to love the toy that you bought. Well, here are the three best-selling dog toys we sell. They Dogs love them. That's one social media post. The next social media post is, how do you get your, your cat to stop attacking your feet while you sleep? Because <laughs> I had a cat that did that once. And by the way, I don't know how you do that. But you know, if, if somebody said that on Instagram and I had that cat, I'd probably watch. Now you're positioning yourself as my trusted guy by sharing your skills and your knowledge and positioning yourself as an expert on social media. So you want to be able to do that. All right. Next, you want to build an irresistible offer and share it with at least three people each week. It's an irresistible offer. So if it's a it's a teeth cleaning for this, if it's a non-surgical facelift for $295, it takes two hours. If it's a spa, whatever day, if it's a, you know, what is your entry level irresistible offer to get them to start doing business with you? I love that intake session if you're a marketing professional or if you're a coach, you know there's there's all sorts of things, but what is that irresistible offer similar to the packages that I talked about before, except this one is going to be the entry level thing that gets me to understand what you do. You want to be known not just for selling wisdom, but for selling a product that solves a problem. What is the main product that you're going to tell people about? Not just what you do, It's the main product that you tell people about. For instance, let's say you're an at-home chef and you go to people's houses once a week and prepare two or three days worth of meals, including dinner that night. That costs $500. Now they're getting two or three meals with a bunch of leftovers and they're not having to cook or clean. You would want to make an irresistible offer of, I will cook for you for one month for $1,000. That's 50% off my normal price. What is your irresistible offer? Okay, here's another one. Create an intake assessment product you can charge money for so that customers will chase their investment and do business with you. I I hinted at this earlier. If you are any sort of consultant and you offer wisdom, get an intake session because here's what's happening when you have an intake assessment. People are paying you up to $250 or more for you to tell them 
what is wrong with whatever they're dealing with so that you can sell them a product. Let me repeat that, and I'm going to shorten it. People are paying you to sell them something. That's what an intake assessment, you sit down, shouldn't that be illegal? That's a ripoff. No, it's incredibly valuable for you to tell me what's wrong. I, I can't, I don't know what to fix until you tell me what's wrong. So I will pay for that, right? Now you want to, you want to frame that diagnostic in such a way that when you give them the assessment, it very clearly communicates the need they have to buy more of your products. All right, I have one more tip to walk you through, but before we dive into that tip, you can get the entire How to Grow a Great Marketing Business 10-step checklist at growyourmarketingbusiness.com. But as for this episode, here's my final tip. Leverage your expertise, and this is the final one, leverage your expertise by creating a group coaching product if it's possible. In other words, create a short-term mastermind that brings in extra revenue and builds a trusted relationship with preferred clients. If you are in a position to do this, even if you are a pet store owner, you can have a short-term small group coaching for puppies. You know, you can you can take people through a course, if you will, on how to keep a puppy from or how to stop a puppy from barking at the door whenever whenever somebody knocks. Group people together who have the same problem, charge them all to be in a room together or be on a Zoom call together and solve that problem. You can do it over three weeks, three months, six months, or 25 years. I mean, it just doesn't matter. As long as it takes to actually solve that problem. If you are somebody who cannot clone yourself, you cannot duplicate yourself, you're busy with one-on-one clients, therefore you are capped in terms of how much money you can make. Is there a chance that you can actually create a group coaching product and charge the same amount for an hour of your time, but instead of charging one person, you're charging 10 people. So you're making 10x the money. If there's a possibility you can do that, uh, then you should do it. Listen, I hope these ideas help you. I hope it helps you going into a recession. You're probably going to hit some headwind. The things that I have talked about in this episode will help you optimize your business for revenue and profit. All right, so all these tips are available in my How to Grow a Great Marketing Business 10-step checklist. They're all uh, in full detail at growyourmarketingbusiness.com. I just want to say, though, even though this checklist is focused on how to grow a great marketing business, using these tips are going to grow any business. So you can get access to the checklist right now for free at growyourmarketingbusiness.com. And if you are a marketer, pay special attention because a lot of it is, is really specifically for you, how to grow your marketing business. So go to growyourmarketingbusiness.com. I hope you find value and a path forward in what we've talked about today. There were a lot of tips in there. You know, the, the way to start is just to, to pick one of them and actually to execute. I mean, just to say one, and then you're going to get hooked on that because you're going to see results and you're going to pick another one and pick another one. But th- that's what's going to move your small business forward. So if you're worried about how to navigate potential economic problems, and there's probably some coming, I know it will help you prepare for whatever might be headed our way. Never waste a great crisis. Take advantage of this right now. And uh, go to growyourmarketingbusiness.com to download that checklist. Well, listen, as you know, we always end every episode with a plan of action. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. Uh, I think this whole episode was a plan of action. Uh, But here is something you can do. Uh, Even if you're not in marketing, go to growyourmarketingbusiness.com, download that checklist, talk it over with your team, choose one, choose one thing, and then do it. Do it. Put that ball in the end zone. Get some points. Choose one thing. When you do that and you start seeing results, you're going to choose something else. And you're going to do that too. 
That's how you build a business. You don't build a business by daydreaming. You build a business by actually doing. Just choose one thing. You know, make that website. Build that lead generator. Create those follow-up email addresses. Create that mastermind. Choose three financial objectives and start knocking them down. Uh, and, and your business is going to grow. You're going to be fine. You may actually grow during a recession because you got a little bit scared and you optimize your business for revenue and profit. And then your, your business is going to keep take, making money and you're going to take advantage of this situation. The stress that you feel and the worry that you feel, you might as well use it. I mean, if you're going to lose a little sleep or have trouble going to sleep at night, you might as well use it to optimize your business for revenue and profit. Otherwise, you're just going to feel it and not get anything out of it. I mean, if you're going to feel this pain. Let's get some benefit, right? Well, I hope this helps you. Thank you as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you run your business like an airplane so it flies far and fast. See you again next week. 